0: we are back Uh, my next guest is Ulrich Bozer and he is a senior fellow at the Center for American Progress he's a writer and a researcher good morning good morning thanks for calling in
1: thank you so much
0: I was looking up uh, different folks, psychologists and people with backgrounds in learning, and and I came across uh, some of your books, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Your background focuses on the science of learning, and you have a book titled Learn Better, Mastering the Skills for Success in Life, Business, and School. Could you talk a little bit about why this area was of interest to you?
1: It was of interest to me because there are so many misconceptions about how we learn. A lot of people Believe in learning styles or right and left brain uh, differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, people often engage in re-reading or using highlighters, even though there's no evidence to the uh, approach. When some techniques that are really effective, like quizzing yourself or self-explaining, uh, aren't used very often in schools and workplaces. And just wanted to help um, you know spread the value of this idea.
0: Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I know uh, I'm kind of a late bloomer. I didn't do very well growing up, and I didn't really know how to learn and grasp all this stuff, and it was kind of boring.
1: Yeah, I think that a, a lot of students would relate to that, and you know, we don't see school as as meaningful. And there's really some fascinating new research on this idea. I think we often have this idea, especially when it comes around motivation. You know, that if you tell someone something is interesting, they're going to believe it. You know, you heard this from. Uh, or at least I heard it from my parents growing up, you know, this is going to be important. And I hear the same thing from my HR department, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, pay attention to your 401k, this is important. <laughs> and, and really it underestimates that, you know, motivation is a one way street, you know, we need to find something, um, you know, intriguing or relevant or meaningful, uh, to be motivated to, to do it. Uh, so just telling someone something, uh, about how something is important is just, just not enough.
0: Right. I took this great class about intrinsic motivation at Syracuse when I was in graduate uh-huh. school and it talked about this arcs model Have you ever heard this by John Keller get someone's attention make it relevant give them confidence and give them the satisfaction and once they learn this you know how it'll benefit them and it's it stuck with me forever like if I'm helping my kids uh, with something it's just it's something that makes an impact
1: yeah, it, it it really does. And I think, you know, where, where I see that kind of make it relevant, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to be really relevant to the kid or, you know, uh, relevant to the, the person. And also helps understand, you know, you often see these college courses that are like sprinkled with names of Kim Kardashian or people want to do baseball with statistics or something, uh, yes. do statistics with baseball. Um, you know, and, and just, uh, you know, making it seem a little popular isn't enough you really need to... To have people sort of say okay how am i going to use this what does this mean for me if i'm interested in baseball or you know knitting is my thing
0: mm-hmm. i was joking with my daughter that uh, math is very challenging it always was for me that they should actually have math that ties in things that kids can relate to like math problems about slime because slime's a big thing right now or whatever <laughs> it is like custom math problems i think kids would have a connection then
1: yeah, I think you know that would be one good thing to do. I think you know, what we've seen in, in research projects is just have kids sit down and write. You know, why do I think am I, uh, I'm going to use math in my life? Mm-hmm. And so, rather than it, you know just including slime, if if a kid is you know really interested in, in Minecraft or fidget spinners or whatever the fad of the day might be, they can talk about that. But if the kid isn't so interested in that, they can talk about, oh, well, I know that you know someday I'm going to be a nurse or someday I'm going to be a parent and want to be able to teach this to my own kid. And so that the, the individual is reflecting on that them themselves. So really, you know, they're kind of projecting their own interest on it, as opposed to us being like, oh, you know, if we you know, can just mention a few uh, uh, faddish words, we'll be able to in- engage people. Right.
0: Congratulations by the way. I know uh your articles have been published in so many great, you know, avenues from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, Slate, the list goes on. What does that feel like to you? Oh,
1: that's a, a great great question. I think you know, it really depends on the article. You know, there there's some articles that I really feel passionate about. Uh this book is something that I've been working on for a, a long time and mm-hmm. you know, you're excited to to really kind of get the word out and you feel like you can Uh, spread that idea, and then, you know, uh, I'm a writer, and so, you know, you don't really have a choice to wake up every morning and be like, oh, I have writer's block today, you know, those words need to to come, that's, um, you know, uh, how I I do my work, so (laughs) it, um, you know, some days are, are less enjoyable than others.
0: Well, the theme of the show, Get the Funk Out, I mean, how do you stay positive? Let's say you do have a little bit of writer's block or you need some inspiration. Is there something you do to clear your head and get some ideas?
1: I think there are a couple of things. I think the way that we talk to ourselves, I mean, one, let's admit at the, at the top, right, that it's weird to admit that you talk to yourself. But I, I think, <laughs> you know, just that all of us are talking to ourselves all oh, yeah. the time. And so, you know, can we talk to ourselves um, in in nicer ways? I feel like we're often... Uh, at least in that self-talk, more difficult to ourselves than we are on on others. So I think, you know, that is, is really in, in important, you know, uh, acknowledging your progress, uh, yes. setting goals. Uh, the other thing that I've found helpful to, to myself is, is not to compare myself to other people. I, I try oh, and yeah. compare myself to, you know, what my seven-year-old self would have thought of me. And <laughs> I think that my seven-year-old self would be like, oh, that guy's
0: okay. Yeah, he's pretty uh, cool.
1: And I think that's a, a much better way than to be like, oh, these people I went to college with, or I went to high school with, because I, I think you get into some dangerous territory there Oh yeah. Um, by measuring yourself against other people as opposed to uh, you know a measure of, of your own growth.
0: Uh, you know what? I've had a lot of people on the show and have asked this question. I, I love your answers. I don't think I've ever heard those answers.
1: Yeah, I... Um, uh, but, you know, the the uh, seven-year-old self one is, is uh, one that I've thought a lot of myself mm-hmm. Because uh, I grew up outside of New York City And I thought the New York Times was, you know, written by the gods And so,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: to, to be published in a, in a publication like that uh, My seven-year-old self would certainly give me a pat on the on the back
0: Fantastic I actually grew up in New York as well New York and Connecticut So,
1: uh-huh.
0: went to Syracuse I see you went to Dartmouth so. uh, Yeah, kn- just a little
1: little further north
0: I know Still freezing, though <laughs> 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 so npr published a quiz based on your new book learn better that's really amazing by the way could you talk about that
1: yeah so part of the goal of this book and, and research that we've been doing is to try and kind of bust some of the myths about learning and so you know learning styles is this idea that's very popular and, and if I if I can have just a moment to explain it, the idea of learning style is that, you know, some people are visual learners and some people are auditory learners, and that means everything that you learn should come in that way. And so, one, the idea kind of falls apart if you really sort of take it seriously, right? So if I want to teach uh, soccer to someone, and even though, you know, uh, shows like yours are great, we're all going to agree that just listening how to learn soccer isn't going to be as good as, oh, no, as someone ahead. going out and really playing soccer. Right. Uh, and then there's just been a lot of research that shows that, you know, more rigorous studies. And I think, you know, something like learning styles uh, is a euphemism for the fact that people are different and we need to acknowledge that. And I certainly don't dispute that and, and would disagree with anyone who, who thinks we're all the, the same. So, you know, there's specific ideas and this quiz was a way uh, to have fun with the approach and, and ask people questions about which you know, learning uh, approach. Do they think is good? Do they think highlighters are good, or do they think testing yourself is good? The answer, quickly there, if I can
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: give it, is is uh, testing yourself is is far more effective.
0: I like that. Were you always a good student as a seven year old?
1: <laughs> no, no. I start uh-huh. the book with this uh, story of my own uh, struggle in school. I repeated kindergarten. I spent some time in special education. In one forty five minute uh math class as a as a child, uh I managed to copy my uh copy off of another student's work. I couldn't oh, wow. answer basic math questions, yes. uh I couldn't read my own handwriting. I know this all because a psychologist was sitting in the back of the room that <laughs> that day and wrote up all these notes and it was a little document that I had always treasured I, I want to be clear you know I, I grew up in westchester i went to you know good schools my parents were very kind and, and dedicated but learning was difficult for me and and honestly i've been writing and thinking about education for the past you know, know for the past 20 years largely mm-hmm. because of that you know it was a struggle for me how can we make it easier for others
0: you didn't go to school in riverdale by the way did you
1: no, I okay. was still further further north. Further north, uh, okay. I went to Edgemont, a uh, small school right mm-hmm. right there in, in, in Westchester.
0: Okay, I had to ask because I lived in that area, general area, went to Horace Mann, so.
1: Oh, right, and I think there's another special education school also in that, that area, if I remember correctly. Not Horace Mann, uh, Fieldston? But, but still another, but yeah.
0: Fieldston, I think. I can't remember. Oh, yes. Maybe that was it. You know, I'm always intrigued because I remember growing up, I was not a good student. I did not know how to study. I was the person that would save the projects to the night before. And then the next morning, I'd wake up and it would be like a mush. Like, I would literally <laughs> collapse. And, the teach- and I'd go in and all the kids, it was obvious, their parents had helped them and they'd get A's. You know, I was mortified, but I did not understand how to budget my time. So, you know, that, that changes as you get older and you get smarter and realize, I can't do this for the rest of my life, you know. Um, so I, I love hearing stories of, like, late bloomers where people kind of figure out how to learn.
1: Yeah, I you know, I love those stories, too. And I think there's, you know, there's some simple techniques uh, we know literally from hundreds of studies that writing down your goals is a really great way to you know keep someone motivated, keep their eye on what they want to do right because we all have kind of vague goals you know it's like oh i 'd love to you know learn the waltz or something like that yeah. um, but you know writing them down and then kind of breaking them down is is really important so you can avoid that you know late night terror experience of just trying to assemble oh, yeah. you know everything you can at the last at the last moment.
0: Uh, like when I crazy glued my fingers t- together, trying to create like a balsa wood house. <laughs> it was three a.m. I'm not joking. So, Earlwitch. oh,
1: have- uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, I remember very vividly gluing my fingers See? together just for the fun of like picking off the, the glue. So I, I can I can relate to fun with glue <laughs> in elementary school uh, to a to a very large degree.
0: Oh, that's funny. A little odd, but funny. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> where can people find out more about you?
1: Yeah, so there are not that many other Ulrich Bozers out there. Uh, the book is is called uh, Learn Better. It came out in March and it's gotten a lot of uh, nice attention because I think you know the, the research is new to a lot of people. But you know the other thing that's important is you know we're learning all the time and we can use these techniques in so many ways. You know when you think about really you know why should you self quiz? You can do it you know just by reading an article. It's yes. it's a far more w- effective way to really get a lot out of that that article. So uh, I think that's part of the reason for the, the interest in the mm-hmm. book, too.
0: I think it's great. Thank you so much for calling in. I've really enjoyed t- chatting with you.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: Have a great day. That was Ulrich Boser calling in, and if you missed any part of this segment, it will be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And my last uh, two guests are going to call in in just a moment, and they're going to talk about the Dances with Films Festival, and it's celebrating its 20th anniversary. And uh, there is information up on my blog. Kicked off June 1st, goes to the 11th, and there is a segment for kids, the Dances with Kids event, happening on Saturday, June 10th. So we'll just take a quick little uh, music break, and then we'll be back uh, chatting with the co-founders, Michael Trent and Leslie Scallon.